And we are rolling. Rolling down the street. Rolling is the thing they used to say because they had reel-to-reel like recording. They still say it. They still say it, but nothing is rolling, to my knowledge. Yeah, this any, is no more. Solid state drive on a computer. Exactly. I don't even know what the physics of that is. <laughs> but don't they say speed? Is that when the rolling started and they're already at the speed that they want to be at? I don't know. I think that's what I meant. I don't know, dude, but I got to tell you, I'm excited to meet today. Who? Oh, yes. We haven't seen each other in a while. It, it has been a minute. We apologize for it being a minute for those of you who listen uh, really, uh, ardently. Yes, we did a podcast and then we uh, we had some technical di- difficulties. And Randy then also went off to see all the accolades that were heaped upon his child <laughs> at his uh, academic experience end of his academic institution career. yeah yeah so uh my oldest son is finishing up his college career and uh he has a graduation in a month and a few weeks and then he also had this award ceremony so he, he got a couple of awards and he invited us out to go to the award ceremony because one of them was like a whole deal it was like it was kind of a big deal like I, I don't know. Is there such a big thing as a big deal of an award ceremony at college i don't know maybe not but sure there it is. was like a banquet sure. and there was like a jazz thing with dessert afterwards a jazz dance with dessert Ooh. afterwards wait there was and people, dancing yeah and, pe- wow. and people wore like fancy clothes and is this part of his like uh film department stuff it wasn't well it was derivative of it it was not um basically it was a there's these awards that they give out um like to the student body for different achievements and one of the categories was service and because of his film stuff he's actually done a ton of volunteer work around campus helps people film this helps people film that volunteers for this volunteers That's for awesome. that. so he was one of you know uh six or so kids that got nominated for the service award and um this other young lady ended up winning the thing but you know he had his like picture in the in the brochure and then it had a bio of him and it was like it was kind of cool it was a cool thing to happen awesome. so yeah well good that is good. I have, I have all these, like, I have, I, I'm going to uh, uh, offer the fact that I actually woke up, maybe not in the greatest mood. So I have a little bit of negative slant in my head. Well, so see, and I came, I came ready. Yeah, I you were full of positivity. You were bouncing. So oh, I'm hoping you'll balance me out in positivity today. Maybe I can uh, actually find positive. However. Positive news. Dude, I'm so excited <laughs> about Twitter. Okay. I, by the way, I saw, okay, as many of you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm predicting the doom of Twitter forever. I think that it's a lost platform that basically lost its way, didn't understand that it's really this public forum and of, of free speech, and they decided to do all of this censoring and kicking people off and do all these different things. Now, well, especially lately, they're in a death spiral. Especially yeah, lately. Like, you know, you can argue whatever a year ago they had only kicked off one person and it was the president. It's because he was fomenting insurrection, blah, blah, blah. But dude, since then they've kicked off a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of people who just won't toe the line on woke speak. And and it's like, you can't just I mean, like, when ideas are new, people get to argue about the ideas. And the yeah. whole point of Twitter was this is where we get to argue about ideas. Right. And and there's some ideas right now that one side is is putting forward that are losing ideas. They're just losing. Like I, what I no sorry, they're not losing because they're they're monopolizing platforms. So you might listen right. and think that they're winning. But my point is, if people got to argue about them, they would lose. Well, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> monopolizing platforms. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. But the cool thing about this is that him buying the original mm. stock and then inviting to the board. I'm not sure. Did you say what happened? Okay, so uh, it starts off that he buys to, nine point Elon Musk just buys it. Elon Musk a month ago complained publicly that Twitter was losing their way as a free speech platform. Oh, and well, let's sa- even back up more. And he said, I might have to start my own. Yes. Okay. And then, <laughs> did you know there's an article out that says that he call- he loves the Babylon Bee? Yeah. And he called this, the, the guy at the Babylon Bee. Babylon Bee is a satire website, right. kind of like The Onion, uh, but it, it favors a more political, uh, a more conservative persuasion. Not right. always. It's Sometimes. hysterical. It's, it's hysterical. very, very it's funny. Hysterical. They're very clever. They're so And funny. they're meant to be funny. They're not meant to. And, it, you know, I used to, I read The Onion, and I think it's funny, uh, you know, even though it's got a left swing. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be funny. Actually, I should say The Onion is not nearly as funny as it used to be. But um, Well, when they start to favor one side, The Onion used to take shots equally at everybody, and then they kind of favor one side. But, yeah, anyway. and Babylon B kind of just pokes at everything. I think. Anyway, I find them to be super funny. funny. They come out to, they have great memes. Yeah. And Elon Musk evidently called the CEO and says, Hey, is it true you got kicked off Twitter? And they're like, Yeah, we got kicked off. Well, what's the deal? 
says, well, they said we could come back on. If we delete our original tweet, they'll reinstate our thing. And yeah. so we said, pound sand, we're not doing it. That, and by the way, I will say, the Babylon wow, Bee I, wants did to Did you get, read that somewhere? Because I had heard part of the article. Really? Yeah, they did not. They're like, oh. we're not going to delete our original tweet. So they have not reinstated their thing. And so Elon Musk in that meeting. That's kind of a big deal for Babylon B because, look, they, they, they make memes for a living. And, like, if there's no, like, Twitter is the meme distribution platform. That's where, that's where you do it. You know what I mean? Well, I think that, that, that can really, really, really cause problems for the Babylon B. So. Well, yes and no. I mean, in a way, I think that they are always trying to get banned. I, don't I think know. they're always trying to say something to make enough splash because right. it makes the, it gets them known, right? Great. The fact that they've been canceled makes them even more powerful. So Elon Musk jokingly tells him, "Maybe I should just buy Twitter," according to that article. Oh, really? Yes. The next day, he buys enough stock to own nine point two percent. So if you don't know anything about public companies, nine point two percent is a huge amount. That's to huge. Own. Owning ten percent of a of a publicly traded company is unbelievable. In amount fact, of money. yeah. In fact, uh, Jeff Bezos only owns ten percent of Amazon. Ten percent, and that makes him one of the richest people in the world. That's fantastic. So, so like the number two or one richest person in the world, right? Depending, depending on, on where the, the stock is that day. So Elon Musk buys nine ten point two percent. So because of that, the board is kind of obligated to invite him to the board. He's the largest single owner of Twitter, so they invite him to the board, <laughs> and he says, "No, thank you." Several days later, right? And everybody... Well, he at first said, yeah, okay, maybe. Let's talk about it. Let's, we'll do some cool changes. Yeah. And, oh, and, even, and, and, then the ne- and then that day, Twitter, tw- some department within Twitter releases a, uh, releases a press release saying, hey, just because Elon Musk's around doesn't mean we're going to let Trump come back or that we're going to change our policies on being inclusive. Right. And, and the next day... And the next day, he says... No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Which causes huge consternation everywhere. Now, here's the thing. He could literally have sold that stock that day and made millions of dollars. Yeah, because the stock spiked after he bought his 10%. 25%. It went up 25%. And so he would have made millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. So he, however, no, he didn't sell the stock. So everybody's like, what's going on? So some super, you know, smart investor guy has the rules and he says, well, if he's on the board, he's only allowed to own 14.5% of common stock. Yeah. That means he doesn't have an owning share, a right. controlling share. So he couldn't buy anymore. Yeah. So then, so when he turned it down, everybody's like, is this the start of a hostile takeover? And the, it just exploded all of the tech, you know, places they went crazy, all of the news places they went crazy. And then to morning this morning, Elon Musk wants to buy a hundred percent of Twitter shares for $43 billion in hostile takeover, which would then take the company private. And then he would take the company private. So this is a two part. This is two part. Part one is, Hey, I'm going to, I'm willing to buy all this and everyone can make a bunch of money if they say yes. Part two, and this is unbelievably brazen and cool and risky and interesting. So most people own tech stocks because they hope that the stock will get more expensive. So they buy it for $10. They hope to sell it for $100 someday. Right. Right. When you buy a company and you take it private, that, that means your only chance of making money, the only chance at all of making money. Is the company makes money. Is that if the company actually is profitable. Right. Right. And in tech world, that's crazy. Because right. like, because like, it's true. Even Amazon's not really a profitable company, or like it is now, but it wasn't for twenty yeah. years. Or like, even Tesla. Tesla has a hard time staying profitable. Has a hard time staying profitable, but they're thought of as a tech company, and therefore the stock goes up, therefore the wealth goes up. <clears throat> In buying it and taking it private, he's either saying that we're going to be profitable, or he's saying that he's going to use his wealth just to just to serve humanity by giving us a free free speech platform. A forum. Yeah. yeah. A forum that Dude, government okay. can't touch. So I've deleted Twitter because of all the reasons we've already talked about. Agreed. I have too. <clears throat> and it's driving me crazy because when there's breaking news, it's a really excellent platform for breaking news. Agreed. <laughs> and I'm pretty excited about reinstalling Twitter. I really hope this happens. Are you gonna are you gonna wait to see <clears throat> how long does this take? Do you know, Randy? Uh, yeah, I, know. I don't know. It depends on I, I guess I I guess I will wait. Yeah, I don't know. Here's some of the headlines from Babylon B recently. Top seven replacement swears for true Christians. <laughs> <laughs> New keyboard for elderly features 
Always on caps lock key. (laughs) (laughs) And Starbucks introduces new pumpkin spice shots you can inject directly into your veins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's the one that got him banned? Did you see that? Yes. You know what it was? (laughs) Yes. All right. So there's this... uh, there's this uh, member of the military who is uh, who's who Biden put at a high position in the military who's who's trans, and he won some Woman of the Year award. Somewhere. No, it's not military. It's Health and so- Social Services. Secretary. Oh, okay. So I got him confused with the military dude, yeah. lady. <laughs> uh, the dude, lady. <laughs> Sorry. Wait. There's a there's there's a senior. Is there two trans in the? Yeah, yeah. There's a senior trans person in the military is, as well. Is, is that the um, Surgeon General? I don't know. I don't want to talk more about that. Yeah, it's the health and human services. Except to say, after they won, after this person won Woman of the Year in in the other uh, the other magazine, Babylon B released <laughs> a press release that that um, that she was the man of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, "That's hateful." So this is where it gets weird, you guys. W- there can be a public debate about what we're willing to do and not do to accommodate people who are identifying as trans. There, there can be a public debate about this. Well, but th- that, and, there's something and, even... and so the idea that we can't satirize it yeah, to, she... as a part of the public debate is like, it's just weird. Like well, you don't get a control of public square like that. Do you remember uh, back when we were, yeah, we must've been early twenties when uh, there was a big debate on whether you should, bur- where, whether it should be legal to burn the flag. Yeah. I remember that. Do you remember which side you fell on back in your twenties? Uh, I don't know, but I know what Randy now would say. Yeah. So, so William then said this is terrible it should be against the law right and this is like you know kind of prior to my real liberalization and when i mean liberalization i mean the classic liberalization of my mind right which is people should not there are there are things that are sacrosanct and and one of those is uh freedom of speech which by the way is is directly tied to freedom of religion right so do do i think that a muslim a mormon a catholic and a jew uh, as well as a Satan worshiper, all have the same rights under the under the law to worship the way they will. The answer to that is yes. I may find Satan worshiping to be deplorable. Yes, as long as they don't uh, interfere with others. Correct. So, like, if someone, if any particular religion, ours included, were to say, "Oh, we get to exercise dominion in the public sphere over another," correct. That we don't we don't believe in that. So you have the right to burn a flag, but you don't have the right to burn a flag and throw it on another person. Right. Or burn a building. Right. Like so, it's not free speech to burn down my church. Right. That's also <laughs> right? one of the reasons why some of us were very frustrated with the Black Black Lives Matter movement. It wasn't the speech or Black Lives Matter that we cared about. It was the sure. fact that there was a lot of rioting that went involved in it. And, and, does, and violence. Regardless of the violence or, or, or regardless of the perceived justice problems that came along with your cause sure you don't have a right to take someone else's property and destroy it that's right you just don't so the point to this is that william today would say you have a right to burn which a flag, is the same ahead. thing they say about january 6th and they're correct like you we can't you don't get to kick down the door to the Capitol and break windows in the Capitol. exactly like nope you get that, that right that's against the law you which, get to go to jail interestingly uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter did do during that period of time in several states, right? They did break and, into and, capitals. And mercifully, there's been a lot of recently not, not well-publicized convictions against those And crimes, there should be. Whether it's January 6th or whether it's Black Lives Matter, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't have the right to destroy property. Yeah. The point is you do have a right to stand outside that building with a sign and scream. Yeah. As, long, as much as you want, as long as you want. Now, Twitter... It's a public forum, and there's a ton of stuff on Twitter that is terrible and hateful, and but that doesn't make it wrong. To if the, you want to be doesn't a make bigot, it wrong that they get to say it, right? Right. If you want to be a bigot, hate Mormons on there and and spread your hate Mormon stuff, which they do, right? I'm a Mormon. I'm saying more power to you. Yeah, and so you get to do it, and that's what I loved about Twitter in the beginning. I thought it was interesting platform in, in that sense. Yeah. Now, well, so I, 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 okay. I want to say, go ahead. You're you're on. Well, a roll. I'm just my the end of my role here is that uh, I'm excited about the idea that the pushback for free speech, which is it's a, beginning, is beginning, and it's fu- the it's pushback really interesting. is beginning. Have you seen Bill Maher and his interviews? Yeah. I hate there's, Bill Maher. There's not a lot of people I dislike more than Bill Maher in the yeah. world. He dude, he openly has openly continues to make fun of people of faith. 
Always. And and he's anti-Christian. Like very much. Vocally. Well, don't, I don't like this guy. No, he's just anti-religion. Because he does not, he Fine. thinks the same of Muslims. He Fine. thinks that even his own faith, Judaism, he does he's not to big into it. So Fine. So so he's just against, So I don't like this guy. Agreed. But I don't either. But he is also like. You don't get to shut up, everyone. You don't get to shut up, exactly. comedians. You don't. He's get a sh- classic liberal. He believes in free speech. Where, where, uh, by the way, in politics the today, and all it, all it takes is him and Dave Chappelle. All it takes is a couple of courageous people and and Elon Musk, a couple of courageous people, to say, "No, we're not going to keep doing this." Yeah, we're pushing and, back. And, and and society, there's going to be a preference cascade. There's a bunch of people like me on on every side of the aisle who are like, "Yeah, I I, I don't like it, but they can talk." Yeah. There's a bunch, and and and, and the idea that the, the the pushback is coming is so you can hear me smiling over the air. I love. I am smiling because I'm just like so exciting. Because that's really that's really the thing. Look, look, I come from a long line of people who'd rather be beat than ignored, like a long line. Like right. I, I, like you can you you can kick me out of class and you can send me to the principal's office, but I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Yeah. And I did that since elementary school, and the only time I haven't done that has been the last five years, because I work in LA and I'm like. I guess I'll probably get fired from Disney if I express like, like I kept it a secret. I kept it a secret at Disney that I was a conservative and I had to sit there and listen to these, these, I had to sit there in like rooms full of people who were just like, can you believe this? Whenever like a, any conservative thing happened that was yeah, of interest at all, ringing. you would not, there's like, I cannot believe this. I had to sit there and act like, and they would say some really bigoted stuff, like really bigoted. I can't handle that stuff. This and you're like, no, I've it's not bigoted. It's stuff. about politics. It's ideas. There's no bigotry there. No, no, no. I'm saying bigoted, meaning that there's like there's a harsh prejudgment and a supposition of people being idiots yep. and racists and yep. everything else. I had to sit there and listen to people just be like, those idiot racists. And I'm like, oh, whoo. You know what's interesting? Do you First watch- of all, I know where you're from. And, I, and if, <laughs> if what you're saying is true, everybody that you grew up with is an idiot racist. You know I, mean? I think, so, did we talk about it on the air last week where it was like, uh, you, you have all these, uh, there's this huge woke push to put, put really strange things in all of the episodics TVs on the, on the, yeah, we talked soups. about that. Yeah. So I, I, I was thinking about it quite a bit and I was we thinking, talked about that and we're going to talk very carefully about it today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I won't get, but, but I was thinking about it. There's, there's certain shows that actually have handled that really well over using, really public uh or today's you know issues in in the actual show and kind of talking about it almost respectfully for both sides okay blue bloods have you watched that show yeah i'm a fan good uh, i i've i was i've been a fan from day one i really love the show and they do they they tackle you know black lives matter they they tackle uh wokeness they tackle about uh you know by the way if you don't know the show it's about blue bloods is um, a family who are all part of the NYPD or law and, enforcement generally. Yeah. Uh, well, in this case, they're all NYPD. So uh, there's the DA. True. The one, <laughs> the daughter's a DA, a, 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 a DA and the, uh, the dad is the, um, chief PC, of police and the, the grandfather used to be the PC, the, the, the head policeman there. And, in, in in, and then you have one of the sons is a detective. The other son is a shar- sergeant yeah. and a daughter-in-law who's, a- I think it's interesting that you think that this is an even handed show. Cause what you, what you're not maybe knowing or acknowledging is that it, it's an, it, it's a show with a conservative tilt for, well, to a, a conservative family tilt. It's not really, it doesn't tilt. They, they, they try to, they try to represent even handedly both sides of the argument. But it's understood that people watch this show are more conservative. Well, and it's a successful show. It's been on for a very long time. Long, very long time. But I, I will say that the flip side of that, it used to be the law and orders used to be that you did it pretty well as well. Yeah. Right. But I watched this, a show the other day of, of law and order and it was like, uh, they had this, um, it was in, it was over the abortion debate. And then they had this guy come in and he was an attorney and he was arguing in front of the court uh, in, in a pro-life version. And, and they, there was, there was no balance to this. They deliberately all. made him an idiot. And yeah. A, they and a, and a they literally made him out to be, uh, a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, like he, he secretly probably donated to somebody who blew up 
who blew up abortion clinics or something like that. No, I mean, it's, like, it was, yeah, it's it was, always it's always there's always yeah. some super extremist. If he's bent. talking this way. He's doing some other things, you know. And then they yeah find yeah exactly. He protests too much. He must be a secret weirdo. But there 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 are there are there are uh, on both sides of that issue. There are are very very bright and intelligent people that could be that could be heard. You know, could be and, heard and will and maybe will be in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. And by the way, on both sides, Roe v. Speaking of abortion, Roe v. Wade is a decision by the Supreme Court yeah. that basically makes it legal throughout the United States. Yeah, it is. I'll, I'll it is legal. universally considered amongst liberal and conservative uh, constitutional law people as a bad decision That's for different true. reasons. No, not, no, no, no. Like the whole generation of liberal lawyers has passed away, and the new generation is a hundred percent woke. They no, fully but that's think, different. The, they fully think woke, that it's a great wokeness law. and woke lawyers are not constitutional uh, scholars. Scholars, no, they're. You're, I, 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 you are wrong about this. Like I listen, Erman Chemerinsky is is a liberal dean of law. I think he's at UC Irvine now, and and that guy will defend Roe v. Wade to the hilt. But he he, depri- he he doesn't define the decision. He defines the precedent. It's different. I, I disagree. Like, there are people that just really think that there is a hidden right to privacy in the Constitution and that the Roe v. Wade is, was rightly decided. But that private, so, so, so then the, the argument. I would agree with you, by the way, that that's a nonsense ruling. Uh, that really makes zero sense. Like, there well, is no there is no express right to privacy in the Constitution, and there is no way that express right to privacy means that you can just invent this law out of whole or law. if you or if you agree that it's there crazy. is an express right to privacy who's whose right to privacy is it is it amongst the person no, who, like, who this is clearly this is exist? clearly the uh, the the legislature to decide hey right anyway that's an interesting one but <laughs> moving on dude free speech is coming back free baby. speech is coming back it's <laughs> going to be popular again i mean like and this by the way, pretty exciting. There's another thing. Because there's that, another person out there we t- we haven't talked about who I don't I don't care for. I don't care for this podcast, but it's Joe Rogan. Oh and, yeah, he's and, big into free speech. And he and he is like he's big into free speech. And people are trying to trying to shut his podcast down. And he's like, no, nah, look, yeah. the great thing about podcasting is if they shut him down today, tomorrow he's just going to open up a mom and pop website and be right back in business. But like, you way, can't you, shut him down. You have to in that in that instance when they've been trying to shut him down, we got to give it to Spotify. They've been on the side of the uh, basically the reason why they exist to make money. And Joe Rogan makes the money, and the fact that they have been on the side of the—they—they've uh, done it right so far. But but he last week said it said something on uh, publicly about like if they make it difficult for me to do this, I'll just go, I'll just quit. Like he said that. Well, he's and been I, offered. I don't, know, I don't on, know if he said that. On, like, I don't know if he said that in response to internal stuff that I'm not seeing. But I know that there's a bunch of Spotify employees that are going nuts because they can't control him. No, and they shouldn't be able to. And by the way, if Elon Musk buys Twitter. Who is a friend of Joe Rogan's been on his show multiple times. Both of whom moved to Austin to get away from nut jobs. Yep. They're they're just gonna have their own <laughs> podcast. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine. What's so funny? By the is, way, I'm a little bit I'm a little no, bit. No, what's sad. funny is that neither Joe Rogan nor Elon Musk are actually conservative folk in our traditional like no. thought. They're, so it's not like these guys are are like out there ready to nor is Donald about, Trump. I'm barely Donald and no, but nor, nor is historically Donald Trump. Right. That's really interesting. This you, is you're having reflexive things towards what Americans have been taught for their whole lives. We, we talked about this on all episode. All they're doing is defending the top five things that we that we right. that we always heard on after school specials were important to America. You know right. what I mean? Right. Freedom, uh, freedom to be able to run a business, freedom to t- say what you want to do, freedom to re- to go to a religion you want to go to, you know, et cetera and so forth. These are like basic I think tenets. that all three of those folks are probably not religious. No, um, but I, do you know what? They both have in their orbit some, pre- maybe not Joe Rogan, but I know for a fact that Elon Musk has in his orbit some extremely conservative and extreme conservative in the sense of religious people. I don't mean politically conservative. Well, no, they're politically conservative as well. But I'm talking like yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know. And we both know who he is. Well, we know at least one of them. Yeah, yeah. but I also know of something that uh, you don't know about, where there was an investment made in in, a, in an openly faith-based company that came from Elon Musk, and it was a significant investment. And I'm like, what? Like I was, 
I guess I still don't really maybe believe it, but right. yeah, so that's happening. Well, the other, so there's another, there's an underlying thing that's kind of lost in this whole Twitter bid. And that is if he takes it private, he's really given it to the SEC. Cause you remember? Yeah. Cause he, the SEC is screwing with him. He hates the SEC. And I know for a fact that, uh, well, I shouldn't say I know for a fact. I read an article once that he said the biggest, the biggest mistake he made in business was taking Twitter public or not Twitter. I'm sorry. Tesla public. He wishes he had kept it. Private. Yeah, he almost, he almost, he tried to contemplate taking it back private. Because you know what? Because you, know you know what else is private? His SpaceX. rocket, his rocket company. Yes, yeah, yeah, a giant rocket company. That, by any stroke of the imagination, by any reasonable interpretation, that that would be a publicly traded company. Yep. And he's like, nah, I hate those guys. Screw them. Right. And that's <laughs> and, and Tesla. Uh, he, I he, mean, that company's got to be worth more than Tesla by a lot. And that that's true. That. Then and and Elon Musk owns a giant chunk of that company. That means that like he's not just the richest guy in the world. He's like two x the richest guy in the world. Yeah, because they don't they don't add they they kind of put a baseline to SpaceX, but they don't really know because yeah. you don't know what it's earning. But the other interesting part about that is that Tesla's not you can't go private with Tesla's anymore. Not because it's still public. It's just the value. How do you you, you can't how do you, raise you can't go raise that dollars. much. You can't raise a trillion dollars. That's like the. That's like the U.S. domestic product is like two and a half trillion dollars. Like fifty percent of every dollar in America would have to go to buying Tesla. Yeah, it's not possible. It's not anymore. possible. Hey, man, I uh, we we ran over this, but I had this rad experience when I went to visit my son in Utah, and it's really weird. And I want to talk about it on the air just because how weird it is. Okay, why was it? Why was it weird? Uh, so uh, we get along great with our oldest, um, and he somewhere along the way decided that we're funny or interesting or I don't know what it is, but he was dying to share us with his friends. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So like he planned a couple of activities where like we went to his house and we got these cool drinks from a, from this interesting coffee shop in town. And, and, uh, we sat around telling stories with his friends for a couple hours, just sitting around like, oh, like weird. you would sit around with college kids. So in other words, <laughs> your son who, uh, was a normal son and yeah. said, uh, you know, dad, mom, I've heard all your stories. I've heard all the things you're going to teach me. I'm kind of done with this. I'm out on my own. And now he's brought you back into the friends. He's circle. brought us back. We, we we love something. You set it free. And if, they, and if it loves you, it'll come back. Well, like, yeah. So we hung out with our son and his friends. Now, here's the, that's the first thing that's, that's unusual. Like, I don't expect to have this experience ever again. I don't expect my other kids to be like, come hang out with my college friends. Because <laughs> that's weird, right? <laughs> it's totally weird. It's even weird when your friend, when your kids are like, dad, tell me about this. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, tell me about, like. Yeah, I, I want and some advice, listening. and you're like, "Are you on drugs?" Yeah, <laughs> we need to talk more. Um, so we hung out with his college friends and told stories. That's the first thing. The second thing is, man, man, these are a bunch of good young men and young women. Like I, I was gonna say, kids, but they're you know they're in their twenties and they're and they're super adults. Like they're doing great. So I I wanted to say like I feel like the world's gonna make it because like these adults are like, oh man, if these guys were in charge of the city where I lived, I'd be like. We're fine. We're gonna be fine. You know what I mean? Like well, I, really I, good people. I have a, you know, I, uh, I went to a, and I feel it? like I feel like I know a lot of people right now who are all freaked out about the rising generation being yeah, a bunch it, of dunderheads. It seems like okay, now that we've been through, now that we're at our age that we're at, right? We're about to turn fifty. Yeah, and we're looking at it. I'm like, there's a few things that have changed in my mind. One is the thing that like, there's these arguments that keep recycling themselves over and over again, and one of them is this current generation is the worst generation ever. So, the the you know, remember all the jokes about the millennial? There was tons of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, videos. no, there's and there, and it's, there's still a lot of that. Like the, rising generations know they're, they're, right. they have blue hair. But this is like a recycled argument that we see. It's like fashion. Like bell bottoms are back. What? I mean, like it, it, it is. I mean, I think I did think they say it, that about us. Maybe yes. they probably did. Yes. I mean, like you know that show Reality Bites, which is supposed to be the anthem of our generation, it had right. Winona Ryder and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And they're all just people that graduated from college and smoke cigarettes and go, man, life is like you know, it's like a lot. You know, going through some stuff. And, and it is true that there are some there are some catchphrases right now that I see on TikTok and elsewhere where I'm like. Guys, don't be dumb. Which is like, <laughs> you know, I'm just going through some things. Like, it, they're so common that like my my ten year old will try. I'm like, Dad, I'm just having I'm just having a really hard day. I'm going through some stuff. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> clean your room. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so like there some. are some catchphrasey weird things happening. I'm not saying that there's none of that, but I'm saying that like at least in this room, there's there's men and women I'd be happy to follow into anything. I you love know, 
So I, you know, I went to I was gonna say I went to a training meeting one time where the guy that came in was just a very, very impressive individual. And I'm sitting there and and, and a whole bunch of the question and answers were thing or you know, during the question and answer period, a bunch of questions were like, What do we do with millennials this? What do we do with millennials that? Oh, wow. And he kind of stopped it like mid like I don't know, mid mid uh question, maybe second, second Oh yeah, question. yeah. And he's like yeah, you guys are looking at this wrong. I'm like the millennial generation is this. And he kind of went through and like laid out a new argument, a new paradigm for that generation. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to cheer because I, I hate these arguments. It, it's a little, it's a little tiresome, but right. the, the truth is this goes back to the whole media thing. Like media gets paid when you click on their articles and they have to make, they have to write headlines like, Millennial generation can't even can't even tie their shoes. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, you, oh no, no, you but it, you're like, oh, they okay. can't tie their shoes. But that circles around to our Twitter idea, yeah. right? If he thinks that Twitter can be profitable without this crazy weirder Twitter bait stuff that they always talk about, right? That that's because other people, you don't have to write it the way other people write it. Well, I'm I'm really hopeful. I will say we 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 didn't finish this idea, so let, let me let me get in there. I'm not just excited for the idea that that platform can be open because honestly. I was there before when it was open and it's a dumpster fire of really, really cantankerous arguing all the time. It's yeah. like, it's kind of a downer, the place. Right. I'm excited for, for the second round of innovations where he finds a way to make it, first of all, easier to use. Like it takes, it takes weeks to figure out how to read Twitter. Cause like, <laughs> cause they don't nest, they don't nest like subtweets. So the tweets are just all over the place and you kind of like have to bounce around to try and get a whole paragraph in a row. It's really bizarre. Like it's a really nutty interface. So I, I'm looking forward to them fixing the interface. But secondarily, I don't like I don't want someone to be blocked, but I definitely like the idea of figuring out a way to have to, you know, like if, if I if I post a tweet and there's a conversation that ensues <clears throat> in the comments, and let's say the conversation is going great. But there's one person who jumps in and says just a-hole things all the time. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea you that there being them. tools that, <clears throat> that would make it possible to protect the good conversation. Um, and, the other, and the bad conversation can happen, but maybe there's like a toggle. It's like on-off for stuff that the, auth the original author deems to be unproductive. You know what I mean? And you can have it on if you want to read that guy and you can have it off. They have that, don't they have that on Facebook and <clears throat> Instagram? I don't know. They do on Facebook. I know that you can like, if someone uh, comments on whatever your comment is and it's somewhat negative and you started the comment, you're allowed to drop them. Well, you can drop them outright and you can block them on Twitter, by the way, as well. You can just block no, them. You can block them like, so I, 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 if you I think wrote that, it, I can't see it. I think that well-meaning people could find innovations that can make that a better platform. That's all. That's all. That's all totally I mean agree. to say. That's all I mean to say. Totally agree. Hey, on the flip side, by the way, if this does actually work, it says something else, and that is, uh, Trump's platform's dead. Well, deal. It's. I mean, it's some already people dead. say it's DOA already. Yeah, he might be able to revive it. He but might it, be able to revive it. But 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 if Twitter if Twitter revives itself, look, I, I'm in technology, man. When he announced, he's like, I'm gonna go make my own thing. I'm like, oh, do you know how hard it is? Like. I made a I made a messenger app. So the messenger apps that are out there, like Apple Messages and WhatsApp, oh, I that. WhatsApp and whatever else. I made a messenger app, and it was like it was for kids. And you're like, oh, there was some fun stuff in that app. It was, it was a great app. I was, I'm actually super proud of it. But the amount of time that we spent and solving really complex problems for a kid's messenger app makes me makes my head explode when I think about how complex the problems are they're trying to solve at Facebook and Twitter. It's hard. Yeah. So that's all I'll say about that. Hey, uh, tell us about work. You said, well, first of all, for, can, can, before you go into like yes. the big news at work, tell me about Ukraine. Oh, your people. How wow. are your people? I actually have kind of a sad story to tell about this. It's, it doesn't end sad, but it's just, it'll make you look out the window and hopefully be grateful. If you're not in a war-torn country, uh, listen to this story and be grateful. So yesterday I was having a meeting with my friends in Ukraine. By the way, are they using Elon Musk's internet so they can talk to you? Uh, no, like, they have no, the country is still, you know, the non-bombed parts of the country are still attempting to function. Got it. So I don't know how they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but yesterday I was having a meeting. I'm telling you this because this is poignant. I, I'm not trying to bring it down, but we, 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 we were having a meeting with our, with our team in Ukraine and one guy shared his screen. So we were looking at his screen and there were a bunch of 
a bunch of bookmarks at the top of his browser and he was going to go to this tab that he went, had to share. And one of the bookmarks said normal life. And I'm like, and I was trying to be folksy. Right. And I'm like, whoa, now I'm, now I'm super curious what normal life is. Like, right. Well, what's, what's behind that window? And he said, oh, that's just a link to a lot of stuff that was important to me before the war. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, oh, that is so sad. Oh, no. So I want to say um, they're alive and well. Our team's alive and well. They're working hard. Um, and who the, and most the guy them, that and bought the technical, is he still, is he still off the team? Is he now, is he still out on his technical? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, sorry, I uh, should say the guy you the bought pers- the, the person for. who facilitated us buying that, like, is still on the team, and I don't know where that truck is and what's it do- what it's doing. <laughs> I wish you had a GPS on it; that would be awesome. <laughs> you like well, buy anyway. a technical and see where it is. So, uh, count your blessings. So we live in a place that's not war torn, and actually, per the last meeting we had, per the last conversation we had, figure out which institutions that you believe that you had believed in in the past that you want to renew and build up. So that we don't find ourselves a people that would rather be at war than at peace. Because oh, it's no good. Good message there, Randy. Okay, right, so the other you. question I have about that is uh, you seem to be a little bit more at a grasp of where the war is and where it's going. Uh, where the war is? Yeah, well, I know where it is. I'm sorry. It's in yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. But yeah. What, where, uh, you know, the current status. I know that we're kind of, it yeah, feels I like mean, a stalemate to me right now. Yeah, I've read a couple articles that are of consequence. Um, uh, one of the articles was, um, yeah, like you can, okay, things that Russia wanted to do, they have not succeeded in doing. That's a fact. Right. Um, but it's also a fact that they're, that they're going to lose face if they just straight lose this war. And so they, they, they've withdrawn from places like Kiev, but then they're, con- but th- that just means that they're concentrating their efforts now in other places and concentrating the efforts of, of the Russian soldiers is not great. And it's resulting in, they're discovering like lots of civilians being killed and whole cities just being destroyed and raised. And that's, that's bad. So like there's, there's a couple of really sketchy things that are happening. Like, like Russia is, um, like Putin is not unpopular in Russia (laughs) for this. And, and, um, so he has Russia behind them. Russia like has hit, taken a bunch of super debilitating hits and they seem to be fine. That's that's problematic. Like so if we isolate Russia in order to weaken them and they don't get weaker. Now we've just made them sworn enemies of us and stronger. Who, who are strong. And so so that's so there's some weird stuff shaping up. Uh, on the positive front, um Sweden is about to apply for uh, NATO. A- NATO entrance. And I think it was okay. So, so I had a listener actually text me corrections on all these things. So, uh, so either Norway or Finland is, is thinking about it. And, and, and so I, and so I, so they corrected me and there, I, there, and there I went again, um, maybe re- misstating who was, who was thinking about it and who was not. Um, so that's, that's that that's positive in the sense that more people are are saying yeah yeah we we want to contain Russia, but it's we it's weird in that like if a country is isolated, um and not connected to us and not reliant on us, and they are um they're not and they're and they're fine with that, <laughs> and they're a big military. All those things are a weird future war cocktail so to your to your sweden finland thing russia will have a bolster uh will have to bolster its defense of the baltic sea including a potential nuclear escalation if sweden and finland join nato moscow said yeah so moscow's like we're gonna move we're gonna move nuclear missiles to the baltic states i don't understand actually i i truly sincerely don't understand how that's supposed to be a risk because currently their missiles are strapped to Miss, I mean, currently their bombs are strapped to missiles. It's not like, mo- how does moving them closer make it more dangerous? No, it doesn't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it is. But it. But they do say that when they say when anyone starts saying the word nuclear out loud, that's a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they know it though. They know it. So we've had this pox americana for a long, long time, which is American peace, which is we have nuclear bombs, nobody fight anybody. We've had that for a long, long time. So all of our wars have been containable, small wars kinetic wars but not not missile wars not world wars we've had right. that for a long time and now we're having this new thing 
I think, which is, which is like, what's the opposite of, I don't know. I don't know what the Latin root for, uh, that means pox, pox is peace, right? right? What's the opposite? What's the Latin root for war? Like guerra, like guerra? I don't know. But like, there's going to be this war, like Russian war, the opposite of Pax Americana, which would be, we're going to fight little wars and you're not going to stop us because of the nuclear bomb. So that's a, that's a new and weird development. The Latin word for war is bellum. Oh yeah. Bellum Rusa. So Pax Americana on the one side, Bellum Rusa on the other side. <laughs> Russo? I don't know. Anyway, Interesting. so okay. that's that's the state of the war. The state of the war is they're concentrating efforts. They're they're destroying cities and killing a lot of people. They don't seem like they're going to stop anytime soon. And America's doing weird half escalations where they're saying, yeah, we're going to send some weapons. And then the same day, they're like, no, we're not going to send weapons. And and if 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 Trump was doing any of this, the left would be losing their minds. And they're all like, no, 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 our president's fine. And I don't, he doesn't know what he's doing. So whatever. That's what's he's going on. He's a bizarre on. dude. He's just tired. I did feel, you see, did feel you sorry see, for him. Just send him home. He needs to rest. Did you see the, uh, there was a, like a video of when Obama went to the White House? And there's I, like, I, couldn't, there's, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. There's a short video. It's, it was like in passing. On, and it's basically, Biden looks like he's wandering aimlessly and like, it looks like Obama's like running the room. Yeah. Strange. Anyway, yeah. okay. So go back to uh, go back to work. Uh, some big things happen for you. Yeah, dude. Tell, I had tell some good things it. happen at work. So you had a big presentation. Well, yeah, but here, so here's the thing that it's never happened to me since. Gosh, how long has it been since I had this kind of juice? But I uh, okay. I was brought into work. I was made the executive producer. My job was to wrangle production. Um, as I understood, my job was to wrangle production. So what that means is we're making stuff, and we have good, talented people making it, and they're making it. <clears throat> In a reasonably efficient way because they're good and talented people. Um, but sorry, let me let me start over. This thing doesn't really require a preamble. I'm wrangling production at work, and I've got day-to-day production happening effectively and efficiently. Um, but then I was asked a question a few weeks, two weeks ago, which was unexpected, and I haven't been asked in a long time. And the question was, no, 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 I'm not asking you. If what we're currently doing is working, which is the answer, question I've been answering now for a year. Right. He's like, I'm asking you, what is the company we should be, how should it work? Oh. It wasn't like, don't take, don't take what I've given you and make it work. You've done that. Now, now tell me what, what you want. If it was your dream company, what would you want it to look like? What? I know, right? That's awesome. It was so awesome because it took me a minute to... Because the, when he when I was asked for that at first, it sounded like I was getting, getting getting dressed down in this meeting. It was like, it sounded like it started off like I'm frustrated, and here's why I'm frustrated. And I was like, okay, and and it was it was frustration born of a couple like this little thing went wrong and that little thing went wrong. And therefore, what are we even doing? And I was like, bro, you got to get some proportion, man. Like those are little things. Like the it's working, we're doing great. Is right. kind of where I thought the meeting was going. And then it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't want to answer that question. I want to ask the question of how could it be going unbelievably great for, for, for anyone that knows Randy and I, like, this is the question that is like, catnip. <laughs> it was like, I literally hung up the phone. Like I, I fumbled through that call. I hung up the phone and I'm like, wait, Did wait, you say that? Like, wait, <laughs> cause I, uh, cause, and, and I was actually, so I was actually, so this was funny. I was actually terrified of like, how do I make this presentation? Because I actually brought into the, my first thought was I brought in all this baggage. It was like, how do I make a presentation about how do I take what we have and make it into as good as possible adjacent to what we have that that won't that won't make anybody mad? Like I was doing all this stuff, and then I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait, stop, stop, stop. That's not the answer. That's not the question. The question is, what would Randy's dream company look like? If and it's really a different a different question. And then the question is this: We're about to spend a ton of money to advertise our game, right? of money <laughs> a ton of money to advertise our game okay? iran plane <laughs> yes um and it and it's like if we're gonna spend a ton of money to support this game randy if this was your one shot at generational wealth um and all that stood in the way was this company being super like structured rad or just okay like what is rad 
<laughs> and so like, so I thought about it and then, and then I immediately called a friend of mine who's been in a, who's been an executive of a lot of different entertainment companies. And I told him what just happened. And he's like, oh, here. And then, and then he started, and he started asking me, he asked me like three questions and I got through the answer to one of the questions. And he's like, stop. He's like, that's the problem. That's what's broken. That has to get fixed, period. And then I'm like, you're not wrong. And he's like, <laughs> and, 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 and then he goes, and then he's like, and then we hang up the phone and then he texts me a book and he texts me another book and then he texts me a website and he texts me like another quote. And he's like, you need to read this stuff. So I go look at it and I, and I, and I text my boss back and I'm like, uh, you've asked me an important question. As I understand it, the question you asked me is this. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, uh, I want to give you an answer. I have an answer already, um, but I don't want to go into this meeting half, half cocked. I believe this is a legitimate request and it deserves a legitimate response. And I'm going to go validate all my answers against the best knowledge that people are writing right now on the subject. So I need two weeks. He's like, okay. Nice. So for the last two weeks, I read all those books. Right. And then I dug up two other books I'd read previously and reread them. Right. And then I went and watched a presentation from one of our competitors who was a super winner in the space. And I read a, watched a presentation from another competitor. And I summed it all up. And it all 100,000% supported the ideas that my friend shared with me that I have. Right. I made this rad presentation. And I went into work and I presented it yesterday. and was like, that looks good. We're doing all that stuff. Nice. <laughs> it's so cool, man. It is the coolest thing. I'm just like, whoa. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so awesome. But what the reason that you can hear me smiling over the air is, look, I could have done this for Disney. I could have done this for Jam City. I for sure could have done this for the game company I was at before that. Like, right. but 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 every single one of those companies is like, no, 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 just stay in your corner and do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> like just stay, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. And this is like, no, no, no. What if you what if you were building the freeway? What By the way, like? I got to give kudos to the owner of your company Dude. because the fact that he is open to the idea of like he doesn't have all the answers and he sees my grandfather, who was this unbelievable engineer, educator, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and he always would say things like you always hire people that know more than you. Yeah. Or you hire people in areas that know, that can strengthen what you know. Yeah. And, and then. And let the and then his the next part of that is and let them expand the space, yeah. And that 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 doesn't happen like and for you and me who walk around with a thousand ideas all the time on efficiencies, on motivation, on leadership, on product, right? These are things that are bouncing in our minds all the time. And you're particularly good at arranging all that stuff. And the fact that he asked you to do that, I have just I that that that's a yeah. that's a certain kind of guy. No, dude, he's. I, I, like legit. Okay. So people hear me talk about Bob Iger. You're one of the people who've heard me talk about Bob, Bob Iger with some Marvel, like that's a special CEO, right? The guy that used to be the CEO of Disney. Right. Um, I dude, I've worked with lots of really great people and the, and the guy that I'm working with now is so smart. <laughs> like it freaks me out and you're like, Oh, who is he? Is he some blue blood from that went to Harvard? Da, 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 da. Dude, he's from Bakersfield. Okay. <laughs> He's from Bakersfield. That's all you have to say. And um, and he he did go to school at, at, at a rigorous engineering school, but but he is smart in engineering and he's smart in marketing and he is smart in product. Where did he go to engineering? And uh, I can't remember. Oh. Um, but uh, dude, he's, he's legit. legit. He is legit. And so uh, um, and, and and because he's good at all those things, it's not like he's not he's not without his quirks. Like I'm I'm being challenged way more like personally than right. I've, than I've been challenged a long time. And it's not always comfortable. I'm not always happy about it, but, but the, the fact that I got asked this question, I got to make this presentation, dude, it makes me super proud. I'm like super happy about it. You so. should be. Wow. You've had a great week. I, I've had a great week. It's really true. Oh, and there's one ancillary thing that I should, that I should say. The ancillary thing is <clears throat> that, uh, you're looking up where he went to school. Yeah. Yeah. But is that is grad school? No, that's his bachelor's. Yeah. He went to the Wharton School of Business. Um, Bachelor of Science, Economics, and Computer Science. Oh, I thought Wharton was a business school well, at Wharton, UCLA. Wharton is a, I don't know. I, so I'm confused if that's the Wharton School of Business or if that's a different, um, or that's a different thing. 
Well, either way, dude, I got to give it to him. I, I really no, enjoy people there. I, I have this term that I always use that, that, that and actually we've talked about it quite a few times, just being comfortable in your own skin. And there's, there's, I work with so many different people over the years that just aren't, Yeah, you know, Clark and I had a presentation on, um, Tuesday. Oh, good. Uh, oh yeah. And well, your go? wife was helping me work on it. And, uh, I jokingly was telling you, uh, my, all my, all of the, the packages, uh, are very, that I do are, are very different from what other people do because I kind of packages different... uh, are the visual presentations, the, Correct. the, the printed offering memorandums that prepare for properties. Well, funny, funny you say printed because one of the, yeah. one of the things that we always talk about Air is quotes stop printed. printing stuff, right? <laughs> because yeah. it actually makes your wife's, uh, she's the head of our, our department over there. Right. And yeah. so she, she has a, a difficult, difficult time because several of the partners like to have printed stuff. Well, a printed format is very different from a, a visual format. format. Yeah. Uh, like the, the aspect ratio on digital is, is widescreen. Yeah. And printed is not. Correct. And so I'm always saying, just do widescreen. Printed people can figure it out on their own. Yeah. And then they say, no, just do printed. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. And I usually win this argument because at the end of the day, uh, it, it looks better on a screen. So your wife was, th this is kind of a sub story, but your wife was kept working on it. And she had that, the, the death wheel of color, of color death, right? And so oh, I spinning, finally. The spinning wheel of death uh, right. on a Mac, when, it, when a computer is thinking, it gives you this little rainbow colored wheel. Right. And everything we were doing was doing this. And your wife is the most patient person. I don't know how she does it. She just looks at that and never says a word to me, right? And I finally like, I'm done with this. I walk out of the office. I marched into one of the partners. I'm like, this is what I'm doing. And he goes, yeah, I'm good with it. So in our business, we have to we we have to get three partners on board to to do this and to, I to do what to do anything okay right and that <laughs> is I wanted to buy her a new computer oh cool so we bought her, we're buying her a new computer I ordered it and super excited about that but so I have this huge pr pr thing and I was telling uh, someone we had this presentation walk in and it's three. Uh, I want I don't want to say the elderly but retired people right and they have yeah. this they have this. A business with or, or this building together it's v it's worth quite a lot of money and so they were meeting with us yeah and uh my wife says so how did it go and i said well it's kind of unfair and they're like what do you mean it's like well put clark and i in the room with some older people especially if they're women it's dead you know we got it we Don't got this it. this is done <laughs> because people you're really just, really charmer yeah i mean the charms <laughs> there the intelligence there we you know the whole the thing the whole suit. package right yeah. uh I, and, and I'm not and trying you to got get... all that knowledge from watching Blue Bloods. Exactly. Over and over again. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we had a great presentation. It looked great. Thanks, uh, uh, Randy's wife. It was wonderful. And uh, they had lots of questions we were able to answer for them. And uh, we walked away with a pretty significant listing. So it was it was a fun experience. So we we my, my our experience was not quite as as uh, huge as yours. Oh, but it's good, man. We're having we're having a good a good run. Been a good it's week? nice to hear a little bit of good news because, you know, if you watch the news, you'd think that we're all going to... We're all going to die. It's all burning to the ground, right? I keep telling my kids, I'm like, don't don't pay attention to what you see on the news. This is recycled. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's someone... Recycled. Someone... Uh, oh, oh. I the end of the world this. is a recycled idea. I forgot to tell you this. So the, the ancillary benefit of doing this big presentation was I decided, like, I should go do this in person. I've never met anybody I work with in person. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. So I took the car and I drove down to Santa Monica and I went in person and I did the presentation in person. And I also went out to lunch with the boss afterwards. And two things. One, Santa Monica's pretty. I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> two, the office that we have built is amazing. It's so beautiful. And the tech, I have to tell you offline, the tech works so well. Oh my gosh. So well. Like crazy good. And then three, uh, it turns out, like, however successful we have been in making games remotely for a long, long time, I'm going to go to work. I'm starting, I'm going to go back to work. Oh, that means you got to buy a Tesla. I'm going to go buy a car. Yeah. Because I, I'm going to go back to work because uh, it, they're like, I had hallway conversations. I had hallway conversations with the boss. I had um, collegial, I had snacks. I had sunshine. I, I had a lunch that I didn't make. I, I like, but crucially, I had social interactions that made me feel like maybe I'm not crazy. Like I'm starting to feel a little bit crazy. And so we're going to remain a mostly remote team, but, but I'm already starting to decide like, how are we going to bridge this gap? I think we're going to have to have kickoff meetings where we all come in for three days in a row 
and and we have get to know you games and you know what i mean like i think we're gonna have to do stuff to well, try and, and facilitate I can, tell, I can tell you you know have tra- traveled to the west side quite a bit right the west side we caught we for, santa monica is called the west side of, of los angeles right okay, yeah uh and having to go up over the sepulveda pass over the years what i've learned is uh just going alternate times so instead yeah. of like uh, since you do a lot of morning meetings with your, 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 your team from Ukraine, right? You can do your morning meetings and then go in after that. So you leave at, if you left at your house, nine thirty, ten o'clock, yeah. you're, it's going to take you half the amount of time to get to your office. Yeah. Right. And then you spend the afternoon there. And then the truth is, is if you leave your office, you know, if you're on the four Oh five before three ish, yeah. right. That's giving you a good core part of the day in there. It's not. It's not gonna eight hours, but you, you. But if you do need eight hours, then you go the alternative. Well, because leave before if it was, seven. If it was a non-traffic commute, it doesn't gobble up my day. Like if right. it was a half an hour in, a half an hour home. Right. That means I still get four hours of work at home and four hours of work. Yeah, right. Anyway, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, either but way. The other part is just the alternate. Just remember the other alternate is leave before seven. Yeah. If but you can it, leave before but it has seven. to be. Wait, I, someone told me it has to be like at five thirty, and I'm like, well, I guess no. I don't want it that bad. No, no, no. It's the the time starts building up at eight. Okay. Uh, well, and I don't know if it was a holiday. I didn't have that terrible commute. It was like an hour and twenty in, and it was an hour home. So, it was was a half an hour better than I expected. That's <laughs> uh, not terrible. Where in Santa Monica is it? I forgot. The middle. I don't know. It's not all the way. Middle. It's not all the way down to the coast. I have no idea where where, where you call it. But I mean, I I get on the ten. Does it have I, an address? I get on the ten. What's the season on? Once I get on the ten, it's like the second off ramp. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, you're you're uh, that's not terrible. It wasn't because the truth is going that direction. The <laughs> I will say this: I did have this weird experience, <laughs> and I'm making too much of it. And I know it's I know it's weird, but like. Uh, so we share the building with Goop. Do you know what Goop is? No. Goop is GP, Gwyneth Paltrow's retail store of, oh. of hippie rich kid stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what that's. And like. then, um, and we sh- we share the office with Stars Encore, like the the star the the TV streaming, like the TV channel that plays movies. Right. So I got in the elevator, <laughs> and. Uh, like there's this one scene from a movie that you shouldn't see because it's not quite appropriate where this guy and his girl get together and they're kissing and the guy pulls away and goes, you're prettier than me. (laughs) 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 Similarly, every time I was in the lobby or on the elevator, I was looking around and I'm like, all these people are prettier than me, <laughs> like by a lot. <laughs> and I was like, and I wasn't, I was, I was wearing one of my best casual, handsome, dude. I was wearing one of my best casual outfits and I'm like, you're dressed better than me. And like, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to have to do to try and measure up in this oh, place. Hey, we'll go I'm down. Not, I don't mean, piece. I don't mean suits. I mean like on point, like, like the right t-shirts, the right fancy Italian sneakers, the right jeans, the right, like that stuff. Yeah, man. No, anyway. I think in LA, you could probably just do a one step below that. Get yourself some Vans, which you do do. Yeah. You can't go in New Balance or those shoes that you're wearing. <laughs> Wear some fa- funky socks, right? Get yeah. some Lululemon pants. You'll love those. I, I don't think so, William. <laughs> I mean, like, I've always thought that. That's certainly true. Okay, Disney, so I can't do it's it? It's certainly true everywhere I've been. But what I'm telling you well, is, this is another level. in the building of Goop, it was like there was just a different deal going on, but we'll see if I'm just overstating it. When I lived, I'll in, report back. When we lived in Studio City, when I first moved back to LA, I'm going behind Studio the city, the enemy lines. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> report back. Let us know. When I used to live in Studio City, when we first moved back to LA, there was a uh, Ralph's next to us, which is a grocery store here in Los Angeles. Yeah, and uh, we call it the Pretty People's Ralph's because. <laughs> Just, just I'm like I'm underdressed to go to Ralph's. What? <laughs> exactly. Dude, related. I I already said this in the podcast, so I want to say it again. Uh, you know how I say vegans ruin soup? Yep. <laughs> okay. Which is incontrovertible. And you're like, no, no, that's not true. I've had some really good vegan soup. To which I respond, Have you ever had any soup ever that wouldn't be better with a little bit of cream or a little bit of bacon? The answer is <laughs> yes, no. no. Vegans ruin soup. Okay. <laughs> related. Vegans ruin snacks. <laughs> like we have these super expensive snacks at work, and I'm just like, what do I do with this? <laughs> like, green. like no, like all the drinks are like super. I mean, they probably cost three dollars each, and I'm just like, yes, but where's the Coca Cola? We don't have it. It's not in the building. Like they're all. Wait, they had, I'm coming to your they office. Five, they had five different kinds of milk. You know what I mean? Like your oat milk and your soy milk and your coconut milk and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but where's the 
Where's the full cream milk? No, not in here. Okay. <laughs> they did have good granola though, so I'll give them that. So. Uh, well, you know, they always say vegans are granola. <laughs> <laughs> Friends. What a day. What a day. What an optimistic day. Are you full of cheer and sunshine now? I do feel better. Dude, Thank it's going to be, you're going to have a great day. I like, was worried that you were going to see me and say, maybe we shouldn't pod today. Maybe we, we shouldn't pod today. Dower, but I will say boy. every time I teach my class, I get super excited. And we had an Easter message today for class. It was mm. fun. That always makes me feel good. That's great. Well, I hope that all of our fans out there uh, prepare for Easter, have a religiously significant weekend, and uh, we'll, t- we'll catch you on the other side. This has been the Waystation Podcast, your host, your source for... Life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. I'm Randy. And Hope. And Hope. Have a good day.